America Securities. Thank you very much for joining us for the Bajaj Finance earnings call to discuss quarter 2 FI22 results. To discuss the results, I am pleased to welcome Mr. Rajiv Jain, Managing Director, Bajaj Finance Limited and other senior members of the management team. Thank you very much uh, for giving, giving us the opportunity to host you. I now invite Mr. Rajiv Jain to introduce the management team on the call and take us through the financial highlights for the quarter, post which we will open the floor for Q&A. With that, over to you, Rajiv. Thank you, Anuj. Thank you, Buffer team, uh, for hosting us. Uh, very good evening to all of you. Uh, I have with me uh, uh, here in the room uh, Sandeep Jain, who is our CFO, uh, Anup Saha, who is our Deputy CEO, uh, Babura, Mr. Babura, who is our General Counsel, uh, Fakri Sarjan, who is our CRO, uh, Ashish Panjal, uh, President, who runs a set of businesses, and my Chief of Staff, and uh, Kurush Irani, who is our Head of operations and runs our business transformation initiative. Um, I'll be referring to the investor deck that we have uploaded in the investor section of our website. Uh, uh, we uploaded that at 4.30 or so. I hope you had time to review that. Uh, let me jump right in. I'll take 20 minutes to just talk through uh, the key um, pages in the investor deck and then be open to questions. Um, let's jump right in. Uh, let's quickly run to panel four. Uh, if I summarize uh, how the quarter uh, went, uh, I would just say that it is a quarter of strong revival. We live in famine feast times. Last quarter uh, was the famine. Given the second wave, it's a strong revival across growth, risk, debt management, and financial matrix uh, in the quarter that went by. In absence of a third wave, I would just say that we are quite confident about the second half of the year on uh, growth, risk, and financial matrix as a company. Uh, business transformation, which is expected to go live on 31st of October, uh, is running behind schedule, uh, mainly to an extent because of uh, code freeze for the festival season and due to second wave, ca wave causing certain tech deliveries. So that that will go live now on December 15th. But I'll provide you some texture uh, in, in some of the slides as to how uh, under the hood business is beginning to dramatically change in the way uh, we conduct business. Uh, go live is for the for the business uh, for the consumer app upgrade is now planned for mid-December, which is December 15th. Uh, very quickly on to numbers. Uh, AUM came in at 167,000 crore, that below 167,000 crore, that's a year-on-year -year growth of 22%. OPEX Trinim, I'll talk about, came in at 38.1%. Uh, 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 PAT came in at 1481 crores, uh, a year-on-year -year growth of 53%. ROE at, uh, not annualized at 3.8%, and NetNPA came in at 1.1%. I'll be covering all these five points in a um, little bit of detail uh, in the next two, three panels. So uh, just hold on for a moment. Uh, year on year, let me, you know, I've, I've jumped on to panel five. Um, first of all, year on year numbers are not comparable uh, due to dislocation that uh, was caused by the pandemic. AUM I talked about uh, moved from 137,000 crore to 166,000 crore. The core AUM growth, uh, which is a uh, uh, strong core metric, came, uh, 
grew by 11,150 crore. That's the highest ever we've done in the last, I mean, that we've ever done in a quarter. So to that extent, the AUM momentum is quite good. Uh, when I cover uh, the AUM composition, composition is pretty steady. Uh, what should not be going up, which is our auto finance business, is not going up. What should be going up is other lines of businesses. They're all going up, uh, but I'll cover that. So uh, in absence of a third way, we do believe that the uh, quarterly AUM growth for balance of the year uh, should be quite strong. Uh, we booked 6.33 million loans in the quarter. Uh, it's still not uh, at an ever high level. I think ever high level was at 6.88 million in, in Q3 um, 2019. Um, so uh, December, uh, so uh, uh, two years ago, third quarter was the highest ever at 6.88 million, if I'm not mistaken. So we still have some distance to go there. Uh, should happen in... Uh, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the following quarters. Customer franchise, just a tad below 53 million. We acquired two, uh, the cross-sell franchise is now 29.4 million, uh, growth of 23% YOY. Uh, the customer franchise also grew by uh, 20%. The cross-sell franchise grew 23%. We acquired 2.35 million new customers in the quarter. Uh, in general, uh, last quarter or this quarter, we are on track to uh, add 7 to 8 million customers a year on, uh, from a, from a uh, new customer addition standpoint. Geographic footprint stood at 3,330 odd locations, 120,000 distribution points. Uh, we added 216 new locations. Uh, I'll provide some texture uh, uh, as to where we are growing also in, uh, in just two slides later. Uh, overall margin profile across businesses is holding. Uh, we used to have earlier challenges in the mortgage side of the business. As the uh, pricing has come off there, uh, we are able to protect our margin profile there as well. Uh, so overall, across businesses, we are managing to protect um, margin profile. Uh, uh, Still may not be fully visible uh, in the P&L due to uh, interest income reversal. Came in at 322 crores versus 216 crores in uh, Q1 last year. Uh, the run rate of that number we expected to normalize to 180 to 200 crores uh, from third quarter onwards. So if in absence of a third wave, probably the worst is behind us, uh, even on this metric as we, as we get to Q3. Cost of funds reduced to 6.77. Uh, that's not really the run rate number. The run rate number you should read it as 7 percent because um, uh, wave of uh, IPOs that happened and we borrowed short term. This metric is little, uh, uh, um, not fully representing uh, uh, the real number. The real number you should read it as 7 percent. Uh, uh, the company also raised a reasonable amount of long term monies in the quarter that went by. Uh, in two years and above, we raised 6,800 crores. Uh, you know, in that, of course, 10-year money we raised at 2,300 odd crores came in at historic low rates. Uh, so it was a it was good quarter from a treasury standpoint. Uh, as a result of, however, um, uh, such a large raise and uh, bunched in uh, end of uh, Q3, uh, sorry, end of Q2, uh, the overall liquidity position was quite strong. Uh, we are hopeful that uh, it should get normalized to uh, eight to 9,000 crores from uh, by Q4. Maybe by Q3, but uh, definitely by Q4. Um, uh, depends clearly on the on on how how attractive the treasury markets look. Uh, if you have to cover long term, we'll cover long. Uh, is really our approach uh, as management is. Uh, deposits book uh, 
to granularize liability side, continue to grow, grew by 33% YOI. In that, retail is 77, wholesale is uh, 23. Our, our, our goal is 7030. Uh, we're doing better than that, uh, so we're quite okay. OPEX to name uh, uh, was, um, uh, was higher, uh, uh, much higher than, than the normal. Uh, we exited the year at Pre-COVID levels at 33%. Uh, this, it's a it's a transient frame, uh, is what I would say. We foresee OPEX to name for the quarter uh, came in at 38%, which is a high as I said of the eight nine quarters, mainly owing to debt management costs because as clients move into stage two and stage three, the collection costs go up. Uh, so that, but they are stable in those. Uh, uh, um, in bucket one, and if they are stable, so reduces the. Uh, or does not deteriorate the credit profile, but the cost of collection goes up. Uh, that was one reason. Uh, second was the salary cost uh, that went up. We added close to 2,000 employees for, to support our growth stands overall. Uh, as a company, that's an uh, ever-high addition that we've actually done in a quarter. Uh, uh, we expect this number to go down to 33-34% as uh, mainly as the debt management costs uh, normalize by Q3, that's one part, and as the overall balance sheet grows, uh, that's the second part. Um, I think we should exit the year between 30 and 34 percent, and we should look. The, by the time the uh, three-in-one will also go live, so uh, next year should should look uh, closer to 30, 31 percent is what really what our thought process would be at this point in time. Uh, loan loss and provisions. Uh, uh, came in at 1300 crores uh, to protect ourselves against a potential third wave. We still continue to increase management overlay. Uh, we increase management overlay uh, by 350 odd crores actually from 483 crores to 832 crores. That's virtually, uh, uh, you know, a 350 odd crores addition um, uh, uh, that we did. Uh, mainly, it is not it is not evident as I cover some points uh, in the numbers, but uh, we just want to protect ourselves against uh, wave three, and so it's been done from a conservative, uh, prudent standpoint. Uh, overall, debt management efficiencies across products uh, was better. Uh, in absence of third wave, we do now expect that loan losses will normalize to a. Uh, to the adjusted for balance sheet uh, between 700 and 800 crore run rate uh, for second half of the year and hopefully in absence of a third wave, uh, that's really where the number should look. Um, GNP and NP improved uh, sequentially, of course, from 2.96 to 2.45, 1.46 to 1.1. Uh, there is material improvement in GNP and NNPA. Uh, if there is no third wave, we expect GNP, as I guided earlier, uh, to settle back at 1.7 to 1.8% uh, at a GNP level and 0.7 to 0.8% at a, a NNP level. We also uh, uh, had forecasted in Q1 that we overall estimate the loan loss for the full year to be 4,300 crores. We've already taken 3,050-odd crores. We're residually left with 1,250 odd crores. So if I take the previous sentence, um, clearly run rate will probably be a little, little elevated of 700-800 crores depending on how the um, numbers, uh, how the uh, debt management efficiencies pan out in Q3. But um, uh, that's a residual number for next two quarters. 
uh, if you look at the absolutes, uh, leaving the percentage aside, there was significant improvement sequentially. Uh, GNPA from 4,700 came down to 4,100. Uh, uh, NNPA came down from 2,300 crores to 1,825 odd crores. In that, the secured component. 57% uh, of our NNPA is essentially contributed by um, by uh, auto finance, uh, significant marked improvement even there uh, in terms of debt management efficiencies uh, and mortgages. So between both of them, 78% is actually secured assets. Uh, overall, stage two also dropped by virtually 1,500 crores from 7,400 crores to 5,950 odd crores. Uh, if you go to panel seven quickly, um, some more numbers, as you can see, um, uh, stage two assets um, uh, drop from 6,100 crores to 4,500 crores, uh, uh, you know, which is other stage two assets. We have uh, a 23 odd provision, percent provision against it, uh, the secured uh, So numbers are, as you can see across, there is sequentially this mark reduction. Uh, in 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 all the numbers, uh, so uh, that's a that's a good sign. Uh, we just want to make sure that having having uh, 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 you know uh, suffered from a second wave, uh, we protect ourselves for for the next at least one more quarter before we take a. Uh, um, you know, regularized view of loan losses and, and these numbers. Overall, our, our, as a management, our view is that um, uh, uh, adjusted for balance sheet, these stage two, stage three assets could, should look like 7,800 to 8,000 crore. That's really when we can say that we are back to pre-COVID level. At a, at a design level, uh, at this point in time, that number is 10,450 odd crores. So we still have some some distance of 2,500 crore. We, if the current levels of debt management efficiencies and default rates uh, that we are seeing incrementally across portfolios uh, remain, uh, we will naturally get there uh, uh, at, a, at, a, at a framework level. Uh, so the worst should probably be behind us on, on credit costs as we move on from here. Uh, as a result of, uh, so despite taking uh, a 350 crore extra uh, conservative provision on account of uh, management overlay, the overall profit uh, before tax came in at 2004 crore, profit after tax came in at 1481 crore, uh, which is a growth of year on year and not comparable, uh, but came in at 53% higher. Uh, capital liquidity pretty strong, 27.5%. BHFL AU. Uh, BHFL continue to do quite well. AUM grew by 33% to 44,000 crore. Uh, BHFL also launched a new vertical, which is a affordable housing finance business. It'll move slowly, but uh, that's a uh, that's a uh, start that we have made to complete the uh, product suite for uh, BHFL as a company. BHFL capital adequacy also remains strong at 20%. Uh, they delivered a 100%. Uh, growth year on year on its profit after tax came in at 166 odd crores. BFSL continued to uh, retailize or vandalize its uh, uh, securities business, um, uh, acquired 109,000 odd customers. Um, it could have been stronger, but uh, we made some changes to the way our distribution model is organized. Uh, else, we were hitting at 150,000. We have pulled back some of it to uh, create a more sticky origination model rather than uh, just a number. BFSL uh, delivered a small profit of three crores. So that's really on the financials. Uh, let me, uh, overall, I would say good quarter in financials, uh, marked improvement from where things were in, in Q1. As I said, so I'm into feast. Uh, uh, 
the times that we live in. Uh, let me just give you some texture on, in July AGM, we talked about uh, that how we see business to be. Uh, we've talked about it to investors that we see ourselves to be an omnipresent company, uh, which, which essentially allows customers to move uh, existing and new customers to engage, transact, and be service online and offline, and vice versa without friction. That's really uh, the frame that we are chasing and pursuing uh, as a company, and we think uh, creates a strong mode for us to uh, grow in a sustainable manner for a long period of time. What I thought will give you texture from here on, that's really how we'll provide uh, updates to the street uh, on a quarterly basis. Uh, uh, that on panel nine, uh, so we are a regulated business. We think uh, as long as KYC is relevant, as long as uh, AML is relevant, geography, as long as debt management is real, we are, uh, geography will play as important a role uh, and boots on the ground will play as important a role than anything else. So the omnipresent frame fundamentally uh, at the essence level also starts from geography. Uh, at, at a geographic level, we were at 3,330 locations. Uh, as I said, 120,000 are distribution points, uh, expanded to 116 locations. Uh, the prominent, uh, the uh, footprint, when we look at Pan-India, we are essentially growing in north and east at this point in time. As the GDP contribution of north and east in, in our overall put versus our portfolio contribution is lower. When we stack the state GDP versus when we stack the uh, portfolio mix, uh, we clearly find that uh, North and East, its contribution to national GDP versus its contribution to our uh, portfolio is lower. So we're growing in, uh, uh, in North and East a lot more. The, uh, it, it, of course, uh, it's a risk metric to that extent. It helps reducing a concentration risk and, of course, creates new growth opportunities because these are a lot more uncharted and uh, virgin markets. Uh, in terms of omni-channel now, let me give you texture on offline to online, online to offline. Let's start from the top of the funnel um, as to how do we how are we originating customers and how do we incrementally originate customers. We originated customers mainly at the point of sale. Uh, how are uh, in the last two years, that started to change dramatically. Uh, in the quarter that went by, uh, the company acquired 372,000 new customers through in, uh, fully digitally, uh, all the way to e-mandate, CKYC, uh, uh, at a, uh, uh, and so on and so forth, uh, uh, acquired a tag below 400,000 new customers. These 400,000 customers, in general, walk into the store, have a 60-day activation of 22-23%, have a 90-day active of 28-29%. Uh, so uh, they add to the point of sale business rather than we drawing from the point of sale. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I'm not able to hear. Yeah, uh, these are all paid cards uh, to the point Anoop is making to me. 50% uh, of them pay fees uh, as a payment gateway and buy the product. Uh, so clearly there's a huge uh, latent need for the product and 50% uh, pay when they uh, uh, when they walk into the point of sale. Uh, the EMI source strategy uh, is beginning to, after a year of uh, reasonable amount of effort, is now beginning to yield reasonably good momentum. The EMI store visits increased from 10 million in Q4 uh, to 30 million in Q2. Uh, we started to, uh, you know, uh, uh, stimulate uh, or activate, uh, use this as an asset to stimulate uh, the entire customer franchise with whom we want to do business, uh, resulted in 200 and 
close to 250,000 new loans in, in Q2. Uh, the total SKUs that client customers are able to see or prospects are able to see is close to 30,000 SKUs. Total for 25,000 merchants have now um, uh, uh, become part of, uh, have uploaded their inventory uh, infrastructure. Uh, this offering uh, eventually, uh, I, I forgot to cover the EMI card as the consumer app goes, upgrade goes live. This will make this journey a lot more seamless. Uh, similar to uh, the EMI store, this offering is already integrated with the current Xperia app, so uh, allows customer to do a single sign-on to actually get in. Uh, the point of sale transformation, fundamentally, uh, you know, has also started to deliver reasonably good momentum for our personal loan and credit card distribution business. Uh, it, it's a, we've been at it for the last one year. It's an integrated offline to online uh, framework which covers communication, call center, and fulfillment right at the point of sale. Uh, the uh, uh, generated close to 400 crores of personal loans in the quarter right at the point of sale that went by and 27,000 credit card uh, distribution uh, in the quarter that went by. The run rate of credit card distribution is actually higher because of the MasterCard issue. We were, we were down for 30-35 uh, odd days. Otherwise, the run rate is close to 40-45,000 um, uh, uh, accounts. Uh, so uh, it's a uh, the the consumer just to just to uh, give it take a moment on it. Existing customer walks in. Uh, we have fundamentally pre-stamped him for a set of product options based on uh, analytics infrastructure. Uh, we communicate with him to uh, be able to take uh, a loan. Uh, improve improves. Uh, our DNC uh, rates because he's an existing customer on one hand, uh, reduces promotional effort uh, and uh, delivers a lot more integrated uh, outcome. Uh, uh, point number four, CDP platform, key to us delivering a uh, consumer app upgrade has gone live. So the under the hood effort, uh, it, it delivers a, a significant upgrade to our multi-channel orchestration, customer communication, call governance infrastructure, uh, an integrated multi-dialer uh, framework and a multilingual architecture. Uh, this, these are under the hood uh, changes that you're making to the business model uh, to ensure that when the consumer app upgrade goes live, uh, uh, it, it yields uh, from a desire sta desirable standpoint for the consumers uh, an outcome that they uh, that they like. So uh, uh, just to provide some texture, I can go on, but I, I picked the top four points uh, to provide some update. On consumer app upgrade, uh, we have 13 million active customers on it. Uh, as I said, delayed by 45 days because of code freeze for festival season. Normally, um, we, should have, we should have guided a little better. Probably that we said 31st of October, we should have probably said uh, 15th of November. So uh, because still 15th of November, we uh, during season we don't make any any changes. Uh, we knew the valley is 4th of November, but uh, uh, should have been uh, a little more careful. Uh, and certain tech deliveries are running behind. Uh, uh, overall, uh, we are releasing it in Sprint, given it's a large infrastructure. Uh, Sprint one, which essentially covers all customer service menus, payment options. Um, 
uh, AMI store, 20 engagement apps, and a robust search functionality of the entire app uh, has actually gone live on Play Store for 10% of the customers. It went live for 1%, then 5%, and now it's 10%. We have held it there now. We'll now wait for the season to get over till 15th of November and uh, increase coverage from 15th of November. Uh, the Sprint 2 covers business journeys, end-to-end, uh, insurance and mutual fund marketplace, uh, and all of it will deploy between 15th of November to 15th of uh, December. As I have articulated earlier, that's phase one. Uh, my satisfaction uh, on the consumer experience, uh, I would say, would be uh, uh, would really be by April 30th when phase two uh, on what we see as phase two. Because as we build this out, we've identified a whole host of things that we want to do uh, as well to improve customer experience and journeys uh, uh, will happen. But it never gets done in one one go, so uh, it ought to uh, happen in phases only. Just on payments, we onboarded 3.1 million wallet customers for festival season. One of the objectives of wallet was to create more integrated, more seamless journeys. Uh, we've integrated the wallet feature for seamless fulfillment. Uh, we do whole lot of host of promotions, cashbacks, and so on and so forth. Uh, to, uh, uh, and that was the objective of uh, uh, of of of, of uh, having a wallet uh, or a payment uh, tool. Uh, all our cashback reimbursement processes are all integrated for the season into uh, through the wallet. Uh, on one hand, it'll 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 improve the cashback and reimbursement process. On the other hand, it'll improve stickiness and engagement. Uh, merchant app uh, that's really our uh, uh, second large uh, app ecosystem that will go live by February. Uh, that's also probably behind the 30 days. Uh, it'll enable both P2P and P2M uh, across onboarding, transaction, promotion, rewards, and settlement. Uh, we will weave into it our. Uh, uh, our, uh, our earlier any business uh, uh, to and then hopefully be ready uh, to grow that business from there on. Uh, we have applied uh, uh, post board approval. We have applied for EA and PG uh, BPU licenses and uh, uh, and so on and so forth. So that work is on, and we're expanding the payments team uh, given the long term strategic nature of the. Um, uh, a view that we've taken on the business. Just last uh, uh, two points of update. As I said, it's an omni-channel frame. Uh, the entire uh, architecture is organized as everybody is on 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 this ecosystem, which includes our uh, uh, EMI, EMI store connects the merchants, uh, the productivity apps connects employees and uh, uh, distribution partners. So the new debt management services app went live. Uh, across 37,000 merchants and uh, 34,000 merchants and 9,000 employees, enables the entire end-to-end -end journeys of onboarding staff, uh, agency staff. We always onboarded agencies, now it onboards even agency staff, the entire cash receipting, trading, communication, compliance features, dial-in integration and call recording. Uh, the entire new uh, next generation infrastructure went live. Um, uh, fully uh, enables also enables uh, the debt management staff to service the customer uh, on a host of service related queries uh, can uh, can instantly trigger a whole host of menu options uh, to help the customer with uh, with requirements um, one of the things uh, just the sheer uh, what we keep telling people that as much as this business is about risk management, it's also about debt management. Uh, the company um, issued 13.5 million receipts uh, in Q2 alone. Uh, 
uh, that's the uh, breadth and the depth of the um, uh, of the effort uh, that that management involves. Uh, sales one uh, because if a consumer is going to press a button and based on the CDP platform, uh, the uh, lead should go to a call center or to the salesperson uh, is as integral to the three uh, to the. Um, to the omni-channel strategy uh, has started to now also go live. Uh, so we're targeting that by December 15, this happens by January 15, uh, early, this would have also closed. Uh, this also enables staff to help customers with a whole host of service-related queries, uh, transitions customers from online to offline, and uh, uh, this is online to offline because when a client presses a button and wants a particular product uh, based on CDP platform, uh, it needs to drop directly to him based on a design. So uh, as, as key uh, as, uh, as the consumer-facing app ecosystem is, uh, are these as well. Um, we're hoping all of this uh, fully goes live between December 15th and January uh, so that the phase one of this gets over. And uh, uh, hopefully by then COVID is also over by January and we can all focus on business. Uh, that's really on the business. Very quickly, I'm jumping all the way to panel 43 to give you texture on business composition. As you can see, uh, uh, as I said, what needs to go down is going down, which is AF is uh, order finance, uh, down year on year 15%, rightfully so, because the business is really um, struggled and uh, it's um, uh, down 15%. Its contribution is also down to 6%, and the rest of the businesses uh, have, have picked the weight of it uh, and have grown. So, but overall, you don't see much movement. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's in corridor of 1% or 2%. Uh, provisioning coverage, that's panel 26, uh, gives you um, uh, the data that I talked about. GNP at 4,000 at 2.96 in June is down to 2.45. And uh, NLP 1.46 is at 1.1. Uh, still, auto finance is, uh, is really where the pain is. Uh, Sequentially down, as you can see, gross NP is down 3.1% and net NP is down 3%. Uh, we are forecasting this will be down to 7-8% uh, exiting, um, uh, exiting Q4 uh, and uh, maybe a little better uh, as we move on. Uh, otherwise, you see improvement uh, sequentially, markedly actually. Uh, our sales finance business is actually down uh, over March. Uh, consumer B2C is just about 40 basis points ahead. Rural sales finance is, 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 is same. Uh, rural B2C is, is up, but you can see a star there. Uh, the uh, gold loan uh, has created some noise. Uh, we used to club it there. Um, so uh, adjusted for that, the numbers are, uh, are, are lower, but uh, uh, 1.65 also some had some amount of gold loan, so to that extent, uh, it's Apple for Apple conversation. Uh, SME is still some way to go. Uh, the peak should be over by November, and you should see uh, numbers go down by December. Uh, mortgages um, uh, uh, reasonably flat. Uh, marginal uptick uh, uh, between 90 basis points to 97 basis points. Uh, similar to NNP as well, provisioning coverage remains same, so we are quite sorted. Uh, this is the uh, last panel probably I'll cover, open it up to questions. Panel 49, you see lots of numbers here. Uh, as, I, as I said, marked improvement across all, uh, you know, uh, versus 
OTR, uh, 1287 has gone to 1512 because we have offered OTR uh, in the mortgage business mainly uh, to, to the tune of 220 odd crores, uh, mainly mortgage. I would say probably only mortgage. Uh, that's where the request came from. Uh, uh, normal stage two, as you can see, down 1600 odd crores. Stage three, down 600 odd crores. Uh, provisioning. Uh, uh, well covered. We've increased the provisioning coverage from 51 to 55. Uh, well prepared for uh, wave three if it is to happen. If it didn't happen, uh, 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 we'll take even provisions by end of Q4. Last panel. Uh, overall management assessment on portfolio quality. Uh, uh, we are good. Uh, we are still watching two-wheeler and three-wheeler. As you can see, uh, rest of the numbers are down. Uh, two-wheeler, three-wheeler on this panel. Two-wheeler, three-wheeler. Logically, ought to be at 85, 86% um, stage one. It's still some distance away from it. Um, I think next three, four months, uh, we should see some movement here. Um, otherwise, uh, sales finance, digital products, B2C, uh, also some distance, better than where it was in March, uh, but still has to get to 98 odd percent of current, which is really where we were for eight, 10 years. We should get there by Q3, is what our assessment is. Our next panel, uh, professional loans, we are virtually there. Uh, B2B, we are virtually there. B2C, we have some distance to cover. I think a little more distance to cover probably will be there only by Q4 in absence of the third wave. Uh, loan against property, uh, some distance to cover may, may take a little longer uh, than even Q4. Uh, home loans, we are, really, we are mostly there, uh, should be there by Q1 next year. That's really the quarter in, in, in summary. Um, happy to take questions, if any. Uh, we've tried to cover everything I thought, but uh, happy to answer any questions. Thank you very much. We will now begin the question and answer session. Anyone who wishes to ask a question may press star and one on the touchstone telephone. If you wish to remove yourself from the question queue, you may press star and two. Participants are requested to use handsets while asking a question. Also, participants are requested to limit their question to two per participant. <laughs> if time permits, you may join the queue for any follow-up. Our first question is on the line of Aditya Jain from Citigroup. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, uh, a lot of good details there. Um, on the merchant app, if you could uh, give us a little bit of color, um, what will that achieve? Um, so if we were to think of the outcomes as improvement in productivity, um, a higher customer acquisition rate, uh, or maybe directly generating revenue, um, how would you uh, put merchant app and what its objectives are going to be? And um, especially given the payment gateway license that you've applied for and received, um, yeah. where does the merchant app fit in? So, uh, as, as Rajiv explained, this is Anup here, as Rajiv explained, uh, merchant app essentially our starting point is we have this Remy business which we are transforming to the payment business. So, in our phase one, merchant app is essentially the categories under Remy which we do uh, will come under that. Uh, what it does to us, the merchant app is the complete onboarding uh, to uh, the payments, to settlements, to life cycle management of the merchant. Uh, so the starting point is fully digital onboarding and as we bring this in, since we spoke about a four-stack payment in our payments journey, 
the merchant app will uh, enable and along with the merchant app what is coming in is the consumer is the uh, the four stack payment which is the PPI, UPI, uh, EMI card and credit card supported by reward under the underlying mode. So that's what we had explained last time. So this is essentially uh, the app which merchant will use the ecosystem of ours. And uh, currently we have 119,000 merchant. Of that, Remy is about more than half of it. But if we, uh, what we are also expanding when we said P2P and P2M, because we are bringing the QR as the uh, payment mode, so which is the Bajaj Pay here. Uh, merchant app will enable the merchant to onboard instantly and digitally. So, uh, and, and as we bring the journey on QR, this will play out in terms of productivity and coverage. Uh, I just add to what Anoop said. So that's the P2M part. Phase one, we go live with P2M. Uh, sometime by May or so, we go live with P2P. Uh, because at a fundamental level, we have significantly high number of boots on the ground. We are sitting in... Uh, uh, in retail spaces, uh, we intend to use that uh, those boots on the ground uh, to significantly expand retail P2P uh, payments ecosystem. So uh, we start with uh, going after our merchant ecosystem, which has let's say 80 to 100 billion dollars of annual commerce. That's one part, and then phase two go to P2P as well. So uh, goal would be full-fledged uh, payments. And that's really what merchant app in two phases would cover. Uh, the third phase, uh, parallelly, just to complete the point, Aditya, uh, is the uh, full-fledged acquiring business. Uh, because this is going live with uh, QR. Uh, QR will be followed by uh, uh, the POS um, uh, and, uh, and the uh, payment gateway business. So that is really how uh, this will play out, and that's the strategic call with it we have taken that we'll play all three. Thank you. Um, on the post transformation, um, so just to understand that journey, so the personal loan and credit card business is being cross-sold when a customer is at the store. Uh, is, is that the right understanding? Yes. Is being stimulated at the point of sale. So you walk into the store. Uh, we have 30 million customers that you want to do business with. Uh, you are one of the customers who is fundamentally existing customer who is pre-approved. Uh, uh, gets uh, get stimulated uh, uh, based on our uh, stimulation models and risk models uh, for a PL or a credit card that we have uh, uh, pre-stamped. Uh, says yes. Uh, uh, using the CDP platform, we route the uh, call in 30 minutes. We give him 30 minutes in the store uh, and reach out to him. Uh, uh, a, the sort of, so in a way, it's a huge optimization. Uh, it's a huge expansion of the pool because earlier, you look, 45% of our uh, customer franchise is GNC. Uh, uh, this is embedded into the journey of the uh, customer uh, addresses uh, reach out problem uh, and uh, uh, and customer chooses whether he wants the product or not. No. But we do think this will significantly expand as you move. Anup wanted to make it. And as, as the three-in-one comes in because he is at the point of store, the moment the trigger comes in, even in the three-in-one app, he can consume the journey and go all the way till the uh, final stage. Uh, as yeah. of now, it is through the CDP and the uh, real-time callback. Uh, 
Yeah, that's an important point Anoop is making, and I've, I've, we've, we've, we've made that point, uh, I made the point earlier, that the journey will become a lot more seamless uh, uh, as the upgrade comes. Uh, should lead to significantly higher velocity in the process. Thank you. Mr. Jain would request you to join the queue for any follow-up question, as we have several participants waiting for their turn. The next question is from the line of Abhishek Mararka from HSBC. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, good evening, everyone. Uh, thanks for the extremely detailed presentation, um, as, as usual. Um, so, a couple of questions. One on OPEX. Uh, I, I may mention that our collection costs have been higher this quarter. Um, but uh, one, uh, roughly how much of the OPEX would have been driven by this jump uh, in collection costs? Uh, and two, just an extension of that, looking at you know, the fact that your stage 2, 3 is slightly higher than normal. And some of your you know, buckets are also a little way away from the normalized level. Do you think collection costs will remain high for the next few quarters, and therefore that presents a risk to your 34% exit uh, target? Yeah. So, Abhishek, uh, it's a yeah. fair question. Yeah, it's a fair question. Abhishek, to your point on uh, collection cost or data management cost uh, that we talk about, uh, the number has increased from 280 crores in the previous uh, quarter to 520 crores in the current quarter. And it does have linkages to uh, bounces going up, as we call out in Q1. Uh, the bounces were up 10% versus where they were in the quarter four, point number one. Point number two is, uh, as you have, you have called out very very correctly, the stage two and stage three are at elevated level versus where they were earlier uh, in pre-COVID period. So that is the second reason because until this time that we see the stage two, stage three go back to 8,000 kind of number, which Rajiv called out and we are estimating that by end of uh, quarter four, we should be there. The, the, the debt management cost may remain elevated. However, uh, I have reason to believe that the cost has peaked out. Uh, you will see it sliding down in quarter three and by quarter four end, you should see it normalizing. Okay. So 520 should be a peak, and from there it should yeah, head back. Well, definitely the peak. They, we'll see the number go down only from here. Uh, another inf important information. Uh, simplify, uh, Abhishek, sorry, sorry, sorry. If you simplify the conversation, the total number between stage two stage three is down to and a half thousand crore. You look at it another way. So uh, uh, the exit run rate is lower by 25 percent. So that is one part of the conversation, and uh, the uh, buckets will also ease. So that is just intuitively I'm making the point. The other piece I think that we've been talking about ever since the pandemic started and I think the company started making higher provisionings and write-offs, etc. All of us are estimating uh, hefty write-off recoveries uh, in times to come. Uh, the number has moved. Uh, uh, in fact, if you look at uh, in the quarter when the number was 105 crores of bad risk recovery, in the current quarter the number was 213 crores of bad risk recovery. Uh, even this uh, recovery creates cost for the company. So while it is giving PNL benefit that uh, the amounts written off in the last year are getting collected and going in the income line, uh, there is a corresponding cost that is also sitting out there. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and second, uh, secondly, I was, uh, I was just looking at the standalone fees. I think 700 crores was what it was for the quarter. If you could give some granularity there or some breakup between hard fees or distribution fees, commissions, etc., that would help. Yep. So, Abhishek, we have discussed this in past as well. Uh, I think uh, the fees are uh, are across uh, various kinds of business that we do. 
uh, it includes uh, the processing fees, not the processing fees, but the valuable services that we offer to the customer. It does include the EMI card uh, uh, that we that we offer to the customers as a proposition. Uh, it does have uh, the distribution fee revenue pool uh, that gets disclosed separately in the annual report as well. And it also has the bounce charges uh, that is elevated because of the higher bounces that we have seen in past as well as in the recent quarters as well. Thank you. So, Maraka, request to join the queue for any follow-up. The next question is from the line of Davalgara from DSP. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. I had uh, two questions. Uh, one was uh, related to the uh, new uh, digital EMI, uh, uh, you know, card customer edition that we did uh, during the quarter three, uh, three lakh seventy-two thousand. Just wanted to get some perspective uh, uh, from uh, which platform uh, these this was driven, and uh, overall, the uh, underlying question is to understand uh, what will. Uh, be required to accelerate the current uh, customer acquisition journey from uh, you know the seven eight uh, million per annum uh, guidance that we have. Uh, so that's the first question. Uh, the second question is um, uh, on uh, uh, EMI store. So I think about four percent of our loan booking in Tokyo happened uh, via EMI store. So uh, just uh, I mean on a normalized basis, uh, sometime next year, what should be the you know normal uh, loan origination from the EMI store? And how does that uh, sort of impact uh, profitability? If you could give some color around that. And uh, last, just a clarification uh, on the Remy business uh, in the earlier comment. Uh, so, just wanted to understand: Does the asset quality problem that we had uh, in uh, in the COVID period does that get addressed in the new uh, architecture? Uh, if you could just clarify that part. Uh, yeah, those are three. Things. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, look, digitally, my card. Uh, uh, We've been at it, you know, five years ago. Uh, we launched uh, during Diwali, uh, three clicks and a happy Diwali. That was the only time we did half-page Times of India ad. Uh, uh, realizing very little that uh, it's some way off. Uh, we've been at it on wanting to originate clients other than at point of sale. Uh, I think rapidly digitizing ecosystem uh, at a country level, and we didn't let it go. We didn't, you know, uh, we stayed at it on one hand, and the country continued to digitize on the on the other. Uh, infrastructure like CKYC, e-mandate, um, uh, IMPS has has have made it possible. Uh, sorry. Uh, pan integrations have made it possible uh, for you to sit at home and uh, uh, subscribe to a uh, or 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 take a pre-approved life. Uh, I think uh, so. So that's one part. Uh, having gained confidence, uh, we now originated like a so marketing function uh, uses it as a product and does uh, search engine marketing on this and uh, and through search engine optimization we uh, we originate cards and there is a product management team which runs this. So so that's one. Uh, its run rate uh, will accelerate. Uh, the 372,000. Uh, new cards probably could look like half a million in the current quarter. It's very much possible. Um, there's clearly a latent need for it. As I said, 60-day uh, active, it adds to the point-of-sale franchise in terms of customer walking in, uh, and 90-day active is 30%. Um, uh, uh, and uh, sorry, going off the first. Uh, uh, 
So and uh, uh, Remy, so so that's uh, what it take to accelerate in a way that uh, we just need to be at it. We just went live with Flipkart. Uh, this this is a pod infrastructure that we integrated with Flipkart as well. Uh, we are now this this is the first month. We just went live. We'll probably do 10, 12,000 uh, uh, digital EMI cards on uh, on the Flipkart platform as well. So uh, we will see this probably grow uh, as we and it's completely digital. Um, second, Remy uh, uh, Remy business uh, uh, wallet loans and Remy business were two businesses that we wallet loans we shut uh, had and Remy business we significantly restructured uh, because. Uh, one was a credit issue, another was a margin issue. Uh, the business lost um, two, three years of earnings uh, was the point that I made in both these. Uh, so that seemed like, uh, raw, you know, uh, we had to restructure the business. Uh, uh, the business has, the business side of it has got restructured. The average ticket size used to be nine and a half thousand. Now it's at fifteen thousand. The categories have changed. Uh, you move to categories like. Uh, Tires, uh, low-speed bikes, uh, you know, coaching classes, uh, dentistry services, and so on and so forth, uh, which gives us uh, uh, a much better business uh, uh, P&L. Uh, lower the ticket size, as we realize, larger was the problem. Uh, so that uh, it should grow as the merchant app goes uh, live. Uh, the this business should probably accelerate sometime in the next year, but. Uh, we will work only with an average ticket size of fourteen to fifteen thousand. We are not going to dilute on that. Um, were these the two questions you had, or did you have another? Sorry. Only on the EMI store. Uh, so the question was. Uh, ah, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, EMI store, look, uh, it's a strategic uh, 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 call you've taken. Consumer is going online. We can't remain offline. Let's let just go to 30,000 feet. Uh, uh, we are investing in building that asset. Uh, its, uh, uh, its contribution, as, as you said, was 250,000 uh, accounts. Uh, uh, it's a, uh, so we will keep growing this. Uh, uh, probably it's possible next time, same year, it's originating half a million accounts. Uh, it will originate half a million accounts. As the asset gets warmed up, there's still a whole host of deliveries that are going live every month. Uh, we're still some distance away, even in our assessment, from making the asset uh, uh, as good as it can be. Uh, uh, so there are continued significant tech investments we're making in making the asset better. So it will grow. Customer chooses whether he wants to walk at the point of sale or he chooses to... Uh, uh, we are stimulating him increasingly on EMI store. Uh, uh, our earlier engagement with the customer used to be a dumb SMS or, a, or let's say it went to a bot. Now it goes to uh, EMI store. It just logically lifts the uh, engagement rate of the client from, a, uh, from, a fee, from being able to purchase. So it will continue to move up and it will become a reasonably strong asset for us to pursue as we as we uh, as we grow the business and it helps the merchant ecosystem as well because we help bring uh, him uh, an asset against uh, uh, the large e-commerce guys thank you mr gadar requested to join the queue for any follow up our next question is from the line of pilan engineer from clsa please go ahead 
Yeah, hi. Uh, comments on the quarter. Uh, I just had a couple of questions, sir. Firstly, on slide 15, and uh, I've been tracking the company for a while. Uh, our ROA targets earlier used to be 3, 3.5% historically. Uh, this time we're mentioning about 4, 4.5%. Just wanted to know what really has changed uh, that gives us more confidence for, you know, 100 bits higher ROA. Uh, my other question is uh, regarding the EKYC license now that NDFCs can apply, what is the real benefit apart from uh, turnaround time? And in BNPL, are we looking to move into other categories like EdTech or travel like some of the fintech BNPL uh, players have done? Uh, uh, this uh, 16 panel moved up mainly as a result of tax rate cut. I must just... Uh, 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 we exited Q3, or if you take the whole of uh, three quarters of uh, FY19, that was right? Yeah. 1920, right? And, uh, so mainly moved up as a result of tax rate. Uh, we should have done it earlier. I think it was a miss. Uh, we corrected it uh, in, the, in the current quarter. As the tax rate got revised from uh, 33%, 34% to 26%, we should have corrected yeah. it. Uh, it was a miss from us. So, so nothing. It's just a mathematical... Uh, 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 point on 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 EKYC we have applied uh, to Reserve Bank of India. I think it's a welcome uh, development uh, and, and it'll be really beneficial. Uh, helps the customer. I think that's the first point at the point of sale through biometric. Helps us that we don't have to redact uh, uh, images and so on and so forth. So improve improves compliance. Uh, I think uh, it'll help. Financial inclusion, I would say. Uh, clearly, in smaller, uh, we are in 3,300 uh, cities, uh, uh, helps inclusion in a huge way, I would say. So, I think these are three benefits that will clearly emerge. Uh, on, uh, uh, and we are, we are waiting for, uh, 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 hoping that we can get approval and uh, we can uh, meet all these three uh, objectives. Uh, BNPL, uh, I don't want to use the word BNPL since you used it. Uh, uh, that's what I tell investors that we were doing it for a long, long time. We used to call it Remy. Uh, I did not want to uh, be dramatic and, uh, and, and, and make that point. Uh, uh, categories, uh, whatever our consumer is looking at, that's really how we are, uh, we are focused on. Uh, he was looking for tires. We got to tire ecosystem from Bridgestone to Michelin to uh, we're working with all to see at. Uh, uh, he was looking for coaching classes, uh, we got him that. He was looking for dentistry, we got that. So he was looking for smaller appliances, we got that. So uh, we don't have a fixed, sorry. Uh, he was looking for, uh, the smaller cities were looking for low speed bikes. Uh, we are now doing three to 4,000 low speed bikes every month. So uh, it's consumer focused. We build out the distribution to help him get this at uh, 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 on no cost uh, for a for a period of. Uh, the only thing that you should know that ten hours are shorter. It's only normally four to six months. Um, so we will keep growing categories, but I just reiterate: ticket size has to be fourteen to fifteen thousand. That's really where you think the economics makes sense. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Omang Shah from Kodak Mutual Fund. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for the opportunity and congratulations to the team for a good quarter. 
two questions from my end. One, uh, is there any change in terms of uh, product pricing strategy? Because if I look at our uh, 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 interest yields on a sequential basis, despite AUM mix remaining largely unchanged and despite a 300 or throws of interest in income reversal, there is a, a fairly good jump uh, 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 in interest income. So, uh, is there anything that I'm missing here? Uh, there is no significant change in the pricing. I think what is being missed out is that uh, the interest income also includes the revenue that is generated because of surplus cash that we are managing. So that's an important uh, metric to look at. Uh, it is not sitting in the loan book, it's sitting in investment book. Uh, I think once you club together, you will see the numbers matching. If at all there is anything else, there is pressure on that. Yeah. So, I mean, so the holding margin profile we have said among, but there is pressure clearly uh, across lines of businesses. Um, in fact, the gross yield on the mortgage side has, has gone down by almost 80 basis point uh, or 90 basis point in the last uh, one year. No, across, across yeah. lines of businesses, there is clear pressure because there is clear chase for uh, growth in retail assets. Uh, we are clear in most of the lines of businesses. If you take a lifetime view on 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 profitability of the business, we we would rather let go some business than to chase assets. So we uh, will continue to sharpen our pencil rather than dilute uh, 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 margin. Sure. And my 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 second question is uh, uh, again on OPEC. So. Um, uh, for the making a point that the IPO financing also had a, uh, some so, role to play. So, uh, in the last quarter, I think, uh, as Rajiv was explaining, the cost of fund of 6.77 is a not, reflect, not a right reflection of the effective cost of fund that we have, which should be read as 7%. Uh, the corresponding revenue of that is sitting in interest income without a corresponding balance sheet at the quarter end. So, we had 3,000 in the last quarter end, but we have nothing in the current quarter. Uh, in the quarter end, but during the quarter we have done a lot of financing on the IQ side. Good point. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Sure. Got sure. Sure. For that. And and my second question is uh, again on OPEX. So I appreciate uh, uh, the color given on the current quarter OPEX, but just wanted to understand that uh, uh, probably over uh, next two to three quarters, by the time we launch all. Uh, 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 com uh, completely go live on our business transformation. Will there be any lumpy spends, maybe on advertising, marketing, or or any new planned hirings that you have, uh, which can push up the cost at least in the near term before we normalize to anywhere between 30, 32 percent cost to income run rate? Um, uh, answer is no. Uh, we will continue to uh, probably still add uh, staffing. It may not be 2,100. It may be. Uh, uh, we just hired a large batch of engineers from uh, uh, from various uh, large institutions. Uh, uh, hired 300 or engineers at this point in time uh, to join between Jan and June, but no lumpiness. Uh, we've already taken into account large infrastructure spends that we are actually doing, uh, which will get delivered, um, and it's part, it's baked in. We would just wait for normalization, Umang, of the uh, uh, NIA to play. That's nothing else. Thank you. Oon, please join the queue for any follow-up. The next question is on the line of Vikram Sudhamanian from Spark Capital. Please go ahead. Um, hey, hi, uh, hi, sir. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I had a, a couple of questions. Uh, first, on the EME card. So you had mentioned about uh, 60-day activation rate and an 80-day activation rate, I think 22 to 23% and so on. Uh, uh, could you please uh, explain 
uh, what the definition of activation rate is and what exactly it means for you as a business. Yeah, activation is you to come and take a loan. Uh, sorry, I didn't get that. Activation is defined as you come, so out of 372,000 on a 60-day basis, 22% would come and take a loan. Okay, and uh, how do you see that? Loan, let's say in a 60-day active period it would happen and a 90-day active would be 100,000. Okay, so uh, how do you see that going forward? Is there, I mean, is this the number that we are targeting? Is this too low? Uh, um, so, uh, two, three things. Uh, 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 normally, the B2B business happens uh, in, in a seasonal manner. There are two big seasons, a Q3 and a Q2. Uh, uh, we are yet to see uh, because this started to build momentum only from this January onwards, and we have picked pace in the last uh, four or five months uh, as, the, uh, as the product went live. Um, uh, so uh, we are waiting to see how the festival season plays out, whether the activation rates further jump up. Uh, so, uh, but on the other hand, I would just say because it's a paid product, uh, customers bought it, the activation rates intuitively uh, and by empirical evidence uh, ought to be higher even than this. Uh, you know, so uh, I think uh, now I won't put a number at it. Uh, we'll continue to share this number. Uh, we of course the product management group tracks it, but we'll share this number as we as we uh, as we see um, uh, how it moves. Got it. And uh, just uh, clarify: is this activation rate uh, uniform across uh, POS originated cards and uh, online originated cards? No, uh, in the POS we don't originate cards at POS. We he takes a loan and then we offer him a card. It works reverse. Here, in fact, that's, that's really the big change, right? At a design level, we are first creating a card and then a uh, uh, or a loan account and then a loan. Uh, there, we create a loan account and uh, then we give a card. So that's the uh, big uh, change uh, at, a, at a design level. 90% uh, of the customers there take a card because they see the benefit of next time onward, next time around he doesn't have to uh, do anything. He's fully KYC, it is, uh, so friction reduces dramatically. So it's 90% there. These are two different, uh, I would say, pillars of originating customers is the way you should look at it. Thank you. Mr. Subramanian, request you to join the queue for any follow-up. The next question is from the line of Sanket Cheda from BNK. Please go ahead. Yeah, my question was answered. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Subranshu Mishra from Systematics. Please go ahead. <laughs> Hi Rajiv, uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, first of all, uh, I just wanted to uh, thank you. I'm a flexi loan customer, and it's one of the uh, most uh, convenient personal loans being offered by any financial services in this country. That's the first thing I want to mention. There are my couple of questions here. Uh, first, uh, we have a legacy auto box which is still, uh, you know, uh, just one OEM. I don't understand the reason why it should be limited to one OEM. Why it is not being diversified? And, uh, it should be a clear investor demand for its diversification because that's what we have been doing for the last decade. 
actually it will exactly be 90% would be point of sale 10% would be uh, would be uh, personal loans and uh, uh, mortgage loans and so on and so forth uh, on banking to the question that how many are active uh, today we have non non two wheeler three wheeler the active banking is one point the uh, 19 million sorry 19 million 17 and a half million, sorry. So total banking is 19 million. Uh, active banking at this point of time is 17 and a half million, known two-wheeler, three-wheeler. Uh, total banking is 19 million. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really uh, what the uh, uh, non-two-wheeler banking is. You could call that active, right, because we are banking uh, on a monthly basis uh, uh, with clients. Does that Thank you. Mr. Mishra, I request you to join the queue for any follow-ups. We have the next question from the line of Kuntal Shah from Oakland Capital. Please go ahead. Hi, Rajiv. Good evening. Uh, Good evening. I have two questions. Uh, can you give some uh, flavor on you know, the customer engagement on our new apps, including merchant apps, in terms of retention, engagement, drop-offs, churn, all the metrics which you must be tracking to see the users and the KPIs you track? Secondly, uh, once our uh, ca capital adequacy ratio hits around 18%, what would be the steady state OPEX we can achieve at that scale? Because t t today, yeah, we are overcapitalized and our uh, AUM is not getting reflected given the size of our manpower. But at scale, what do you think uh, would be the OPEX number? Would we uh, fall within 30% range at that uh, level of capital adequacy? That has not changed, Guntal. Our stance is clearly the consumer app ecosystem should lead to significantly better customer engagement, uh, customer take-up rates. That's really the purpose because we don't have a franchise problem. We have an engagement problem. And, you know, uh, so uh, the long term, just because we've had a quarterly blip of a number going from third, it's been yo yoing right? Uh, 27 to 38 and then into 33, 34. Uh, we are in transient times. I won't look at the number. Uh, if it is 27, I won't look at it. We talked about it. We did cuts. Uh, if it's a 38, I won't look at it. Uh, the normalized number would be 33, 34, which is really it was pre-COVID. Uh, we made significant changes to our processes uh, um, uh, to 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 lead to significant cost optimization across. Uh, the medium term outlook or next year outlook would uh, does not change. Uh, we do think we'll get to 30, 31% into uh, as the normalized balance sheet uh, growth uh, happens. So that number is not changing. Uh, we are in transient times. Uh, we'll remain there for two more quarters and uh, go back to normalcy. Uh, on uh, app metrics, we do follow a uh, uh, so. Two quarters from now, we'll start to share a panel on uh, uh, what the matrix look like. So we could have published it even now. Uh, we've chosen not to, as I said, in the we've opened it just to we've, we've opened Sprint One to only 10% of the customers. Uh, there is a heart framework. That heart framework uh, covers uh, heart is an acronym. Uh, 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 so uh, at a at a at a design level, uh, it's happiness, engagement. Uh, uh, app upgrade retention uh, sorry activation and uh, retention and uh, transactions that's the hard metric uh, that's the hard uh, uh, framework uh, uh, we'll start to publish this in the next two quarters 
अरे हार्ड मैट्रिक्स डिफरेंट फ्रॉम एनपीए स्कोर ंगजमेंट looks at your traffic your mau dau your app launches per user and so on and then as we get into activation and all that's more to do with how many are retaining on your app uh, retention uh, the name is explanatory and then transactions is you define a set of transactions or or properties on the app that you want customers to use and how what is the usage on those specific uh, properties within that so as rajiv called out we will we will start sharing at that process give us give us two quarters probably uh, uh, as we stabilize uh, as we launch as we stabilize uh, uh, these are the metrics that we internally monitoring already uh, uh, whether on the current app uh, or on uh, what is gone live at at a, at a 5% uh, 10% level uh, we are monitoring them uh, actually that is what gives us the confidence to increase uh so sprint one to sprint two if uh, as as uh, as kurush said uh, the happiness was crash rate was high we would not expand uh, we would not in this coverage crash rate is today at 0.43 so uh, 0.3 yeah so crash rate is at 0.3 uh, gives us confidence to uh, expand the score from 10 to 25 to 40 to 50 you know uh there was that only a question kuntal or you had another question just one one question would we be publishing okay. gmv and all other metrics uh, given that gmv uh, i mean the loans that revoked as a gmv uh, you guys wanted we'll publish it uh, we stopped publishing disbursement data right that's really what is the meaning of uh, gmv for from our standpoint is you guys wanted we'll publish it that's okay i mean you know is not a uh, but the disbursement data never co- would never correlate but just the so let's say what we doing 58 you know we had a run rate pre covid of 54 55000 crores of annual loan volumes we were moving just in b2b this is just b2b were we moving answer is yes and uh, can we share the data we can share uh, uh, but it will become relevant on a more serious yeah. note it will become relevant as the p2p goes live to uh, as uh, that club with the p2p and the p2m uh, to the point anoop made as the uh, as the payments uh, online pg goes live all that club together is how we are looking at gmv so gmv will be relevant conversation uh, as we uh, accelerate the payments frame uh, between p2p p2m uh, uh, pg uh, pos and our loan volumes that's really how we see the payment stack to be these are the five stack frames and uh, we do foresee uh, these number to be reasonably substantial in a three year horizon thanks sir and i really look forward to seeing these numbers because i think so directionally that will set the tone of our customer engagement thanks thank you thank you anush can we call it a day thank you yeah ladies and gentlemen this is time constraint that would be our last question for today I now hand the conference over to Mr. Anand Singla for closing comments. Thank you, and over to you, Anand. Thank you, Aman. Uh, Rajiv, any closing comments from you? No. Uh, wish you all a very happy Diwali, uh, and uh, uh, 
med uh, go and shop <laughs> country needs it <laughs> and we are there to support you thank you all <laughs> thank you thank, thank you very much